When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Versus, the show where nerds do what nerds do best, argue. I'm Adam Peacock, and this week I will be representing Dom Toretto, current day. I'm Caitlin Hempstead, and this week I will be representing Dom Toretto from the first Fast and Furious film. (sighs) Holy cow. Before we start, I want to show you this. This is a pack of cards I got when I went to go see Fast 10. Yes! And Hell I yeah, they gave them. you swag? They gave you swag, and I'm going to open these. I think I know, I, I think I saw the ones, but I don't, I can't remember which ones these are. Oh my gosh, he's unboxing live this on is... Zoom, and no one else gets to see it but us. Oh, these are actually pretty cool. So I got one of Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, Letty! And one of John Cena. Great. Jason Statham. <laughs> Great. Hobbs and or Shaw himself. Tyrese. Oh, look at him. Moody. And I didn't get a Dom Toretto. There's no Dom in here. Oh, wow. Who is that last person? This is... I don't know who this is. Is that Mia? I think so. Maybe. She's still around? I guess. Well, that doesn't really matter, does it? As we're about to find out, nothing really matters. (laughs) Uh, Caitlin, why don't you take two minutes to tell us why Dom from year one is the better version of Dom? Dominic Toretto is a man with no friends. But wait, that's because he only has family. And does he say that in this movie? No, I just rewatched it and I kept waiting for it. And he, I don't think he ever actually says that. But in this film, Dom Toretto is the swaggiest, strongest, coolest guy in the entire neighborhood and perhaps city of Los Angeles. Everybody loves him. Every woman wants to get with him. Every man wants to be him. He runs some kind of deli, uh, but he also runs a group of street racers who are so impossibly cool and sexy. Dom Toretto is a man with a dark past that only gets revealed towards the end of the film, but his father was a racer. He comes from a racing family, and when his father was driven off the racetrack by a guy, he followed that guy and he beat the absolute shit out of him till he basically was dead. But he regrets that because he's ultimately a good man. One other thing about him maybe not being such a good man is he does commit uh, massive theft, uh, violent armed robberies of truck drivers. Whatever. Anyway, he's Patrick Swayze in Point Break, but with all the homosexuality stripped out of it. Um, He is a good sort of father figure to his sister. Uh, He takes in kids from the neighborhood who have ADHD, a thing that seems like it was kind of poorly understood when this movie was made. Uh, and yeah, sure, he robs trucks, but fuck truckers. Why are they trying too hard to hold on to their stuff anyway? Just let it go. Let those Panasonic TVs go with the wind. He's funny. When he sees Paul Walker's name for the first time, he says that's a serial killer name. Really good line. He's kind, even to people who are not in his crew. He's kind of cross race lines, class lines. Ultimately, he is a truly great leader, and he is the kind of person that you want to emulate. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I no notes. That's that's exactly right. 
he's an incredible character. Also, at this point, he can still lose a fight. <laughs> well, yeah. Legally speaking. Adam, mm -hmm. going to go ahead and turn it around. Why don't you take two minutes to tell me why Dom Toretto from Fast 10 is the better character? I mean, I don't think I'm going to need two minutes because all of the stuff that you said times 10. <laughs> I mean, it gets even crazier. He goes from fighting guys for VCRs to like blowing up nukes in Rome. <laughs> He's making love to the most beautiful women on the planet. And then when another one comes along that he wants to date again, the most beautiful woman says, okay, I'll leave. He get, he, he, there's no problems for this guy. There's no problem he can't solve. He, he beats the shit out of everybody he comes into contact with. He has the same cool muscle car through the whole... Like, he's flying out of airplanes. He's jumping cars out of airplanes and landing on the ground and running away. He... He changed the trajectory of a helicopter with his driving. And I want to go back to the family thing that you said, too. We talked you talked a little bit about him being a father and being a good father. I'm going to have to push back a little of that because I think he's an awful father, which makes him a cool father. When we find the when we start this newest movie, he's letting his little toddler kid do burnouts and donuts in the parking lot above Los Angeles. It's awesome. I wish my dad would have let me do that stuff. And then how are you going to listen to a guy that says, you know, he's going to let you do that and then tell you not, not to go do that. He like, he fights, he fights a water, a, a dam. He fights a <laughs> dam for his kid at the end of this movie. He's gone from fighting people to fighting acts of mother nature. Not even the earth itself can contain Dominic Toretto in part 10. That's what, I mean, who, what? The sandwich shop is great. I'm sure it's good, but come on. He's, he's like... He's gonna, he's gonna kill or make love to Charlize Theron. That's it. That's all I got. I mean, he's in, he's Captain America. Yeah. Who doesn't want to kill and or make love to Charlize Theron? I mean, God, who know? I mean, I'd I'd like to meet that person. Yeah. I, no, nobody with a pulse. That's for sure. And you know, I I already have to push back. You said I'm sure the sandwich shop is good. It's not. All of the characters agree that the sandwiches are bad. That's because he's got his head. He's looking at the future, Caitlin. He's looking at the future. He's looking yeah. at the man he's going to become. But yeah. I think I think to do this justice, I think we need to treat them like they're two fully different people. Okay. Because. I think in Dom in 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 Fast One, Dom Tom has his head on logistic. He's like, I need to make enough money to keep this huge extended family afloat. I need to pay for these cars that we all love racing um, down the street in Los Angeles. Cars mm -hmm. that I hate when they're on my street, but I love when they're on TV. He he just wants to take care of people. He's a man with sort of simple goals. I think what you're describing is the all of the, the American dream, right? All you want to do is have a family, take care of them and live your dream. And that sounds boring as shit. <laughs> I want to go out and I want to shoot people in the face. Dominic Toretto in, in Fast 10, he doesn't have time for family. That's the burden of the superhero is that they don't have time for family. They don't have time. I mean, he says it, but it's not like, come on. They can't just call him up and say, hey, I need some advice because he's out there saving the world. Well, here's my first bone to pick with Dom Toretto in Fast 10. Make time. Okay. Okay. Where's that younger sister of yours? But then you who's going to stop a submarine? Somebody else will stop a submarine. I mean. What, what makes you qualified to stop a submarine? Because you're so muscular. You're going to punch a submarine down to the bottom of the sea. Yeah. That. Yeah. 
he he would do that because if he doesn't do it, Caitlin, who will? Uh, Superman. All right, fine. Yeah, Superman could do it. I'm making my little jokes, but I do have a serious point to make here. I think what we have here is the battle of an anti-hero versus a superhero. And which one do you really like better? Do you want the big blue Boy Scout and his big blue underpants that Dom Toretto has become where he can't lose a fight, he can't do anything wrong? Or do you want a guy who is doing illegal shit because it's so cool and because it makes a bunch of money to take care of this rude ex-con that he lets sexually harass his sister. (laughs) You know? Which guy do you really want to watch? The complex one or the, you know, cartoon one? That is funny. He talks a lot about family, but maybe look out for your (laughs) sister, man. Yeah, maybe don't make her wash all the dishes by herself alone in the kitchen every time you have dinner, which apparently happens. This is Los Angeles. Yeah. And it was like 2005. It wasn't like 1968. I watched, I rewatched the first one after seeing the the 10th one to see if like what the difference was. Like you'd said the anti-hero versus the superhero. And I feel like the seeds were in that first one with some of the big ridiculous, but not like not just stunts, but shots. You like, you know, the shots of going through the engine of seeing like the, the, the what do you call it? Nos going through the engine and stuff. Yes. Like, yeah, the, I'm with you. It was already there, heightened. But yeah, but he did feel, it felt believable in some, like it, more so than what it's, what it is now, obviously it's a Marvel movie now, but yeah, I don't know when that change happened. <laughs> I think roundabout number four or five, they were just like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. They dropped the cars over the Grand Canyon and then the cars surfed down the Colorado River, whatever. Honestly, you should be in that writer's room because punching a submarine down to the bottom of the ocean, someone would be like, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I really love about the first movie. Joking aside, uh, is like, he, he, he is a very flawed guy and like a complicated person. And I think that that makes the coolness of what he can do feel even more cool cool where it's like yeah here's this guy with all this trauma but like to save someone that he cares about he's fucking terrassing through LA on a car that is literally on fire um like fending off drive-bys by kicking a guy's motorcycles with his feet like yeah. what he's doing looks like it really hurts I, I his big punishment was that he was banned from all the racetracks in LA after he beat up that guy and I thought that's kind of silly but then I was like but in his world that does mean something exactly and this is my problem with superhero movies too is that they start in oftentimes a sort of human place and then they balloon up with this power creep and like danger creep into something that feels like inhuman and I like the human stakes like the racetrack is his world no I oh god I mean this is going to defeat the whole purpose of the show but I like the first one better I like the (gasps) the I think it's I don't know like you said it's more it's more of a human tale like what what's like a dorky what like improv for christ's sake like how much people get obsessed with that like that's his that's his racing oh my god like (laughs) racing is his ucb racing is his ucb yeah and paul walker is like the kid that moves out from ohio and is like i think i want to be an actor and then just gets completely derailed by yeah this horrible community yeah but he's yeah he's really good looking although it's never yeah it's more of a uh it's not about a female thing, which I think is interesting. It's more of jockeying for like 
position, like the head of like the male pride line or whatever the other thing is. Would you make, would it make you feel better that Fast One is a better movie if I reminded you that it is like beat for beat point break? It is the exact same movie. Sure. Yeah. I really can't overstate how much it just is that movie. <laughs> But cars. I mean, Fast 10 is is beat for beat every single Marvel DC movie made in the last 10 years. <laughs> How did they get there? I don't know, but I'm glad they did. Oh, I love it. It's insane. Yeah, it's just Avengers. That's how I used to play with my Legos. Better stunts. Go. It's got to be Dom 10, right? Because they're just going for broke. Tell me about the stunts in it. He fights a dam. He fights a dam, but that's at the end. Can I spoil it? Please. That's a, it's a cliffhanger. He like it, he's with his son at the bottom of a dam that explodes and he turns around. <laughs> and he turns around and he like and he postures as if he's going to fight the dam. <laughs> it's so cool. He's going to fight the water. And there's oh, like he's... there's concrete and steel oh. falling down on him and this child and he's like he's standing <laughs> like this as if he's going to fight it. Oh, these movies are so stupid. I think visually visually 10 gets it because they're bigger, but I don't I think one was probably had more practical stunts. And the like heart pounding intensity of a stunt that is practical and you can tell yeah. that nothing is altered. They wrecked 78 cars for that movie. Yeah. That scene at the end when he should be absolutely dead when he flips his charger over. Oh my God. Yes. They flipped it. All of the stunts are absolutely banana. Like yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, I mean, I know it's not really her, but whoever that stunt driver was just going zip underneath the truck going like 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Crazy. That guy dangling by his arm off the side of the truck. Insane. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I would venture to say the first one has more practical, better practical, but the just the stakes and the visual, the my God, the movie going experience that you're getting with Fast 10. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I won't lie. It's a spectacle. I left the theater three times to get a beer, and it I didn't miss a single thing. <laughs> yeah, because nothing really happens. Didn't matter. Um, I would. I'm glad you brought up the most beautiful women in the world because in Fast One, Dom is in like a serious, committed relationship with his childhood sweetheart, Letty. Yeah, they make very hot love in the garage. It's very clear they're both horny for cars. Um, and I think that is a really beautiful relationship. Like they're just two committed adults who still really enjoy taking each other's clothes off. Yeah. But what if instead of just one lady, <laughs> I got to go all over the world and bone all kinds of ladies. What happens to Letty too? I think I missed a couple movies. And she dies, but then doesn't. And oh. then she comes back and then she's Wolverine from the X-Men because she doesn't have memories and she gets him back. And it's really all just whatever. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Full Avengers. Who does he bone in Fast 10? Charlie's throne, maybe. No, I don't think he bones Char- Charlie's, but he's well. He's with Letty again, and when they're they're yeah. back together in ten. Okay. So he's he's sown his oats. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he's sown some disgusting sweaty oh, oats. My God, can you imagine? <laughs> Just this oh. big hulking mass. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, in Fast One legitimately very sexy he is not as like grotesquely worked out as bless him uh he is in the later movies vin diesel he he's just like sort of a hot bald 30 something competent 
strong but not veiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's really hot in that movie. And I think unequivocally hotter than Dominic in Fast 10. But what if instead of just some muscles, he had all the muscles mm-hmm. and he never lost a fight? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're arguing that's hotter. I mean, I think, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, look, I'm turned on. If someone's like, you want more muscles and you're never going to lose a fight? Hell yeah, I want more muscles. <laughs> How big can we make a man across the shoulders? Bigger. Let's get him bigger. Yeah, he's big. He's definitely big. That head really got big. Yeah, what's going How can you make your head more muscular through it's, steroids? I don't know. It's him and Barry Bonds are the only two that I think is it's ever happened to. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Are they like shooting him at a slight tilt so he's sort of always leaned in there with his giant forehead? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Uh, so I, oh God, now see, this is going to go against my guy, which I always seem to do. I always end up back mm. on, I always end up back in your guys. You're too damn nice for your own good, much I like know. Dominic Toretto. See, I think Dom won. He didn't carry the energy to be in a real life feud with The Rock when we meet Dom Toretto. Mm, Interesting. I think the energy of the man has changed by the time we meet him in Fast 10. In your defense, feuds are cool. Yeah, they are. But I, I have, you know, even I have a problem with the, I'm a tougher guy. No, I'm a tougher guy. And if anything, I think the first movie makes fun of that because Paul Walker's character and then the guy who ends up dangling from his arm, sorry, cannot remember any of the names. They have a feud and they're made to seem kind of ridiculous. And Dom is like above it all. And it's like, boys, 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 no fighting. Yeah. What is that guy's name? The dude, uh, he's got that weird slight... It's Skeek? No, I'm just guessing. Vince? I think it's Vince. Vince. I think Vince. He's got that weird slight... Yeah, Vince. It is Vince. He's got that weird getting to the borderline of anti-Semitic Nazi tattoo. Yeah. Doesn't he have like a big eagle? (laughs) It's like an eagle with a red triangle in it that if you look fast enough, it looks like a swastika. (laughs) Are we meant to think that Dom has rehabilitated a skinhead into a multicultural family? Because I think I'm on board for it. Now we're talking. He brings in kids with ADHD (laughs) and he's getting rid of racism. Wow, I mean, that is a real-life superhero. Yeah, totally. Um, This is a really tough one. Are there any other points upon which we should compare them? Hotness, um, stunts? I mean, we don't got to worry about, like, cool hero speeches because he doesn't give them. Yeah, and that is cool in both movies. Yeah, it's pretty much just a few words here and there. Maybe he'll yell, but... Yeah, he'll do a, like, just get in the car. Oh, I can't. I have no choice. <laughs> yeah. The world, I, Fast 10, Dom at 10, the world molds itself to his needs. Yes. Yes. In a previous episode, we talked about science versus magic. And I think that by Fast 10, he is fully a wizard. Like, you know, when he meets his son... That he had with the with the beautiful Argentinian, I believe she's Argentinian police officer. <laughs> she calls him Marcos, but he doesn't have a first name. So that he can name the baby Brian. So he can have a hero moment at the end of the movie where he goes, I like you Brian. <laughs> For his friend who just drove away and didn't even canonically die. The world, like he has the ability to manipulate the fabric of reality itself. <laughs> You're right. Dom one cannot do that. He can only drive fast and love hard. Which is great, but, uh, you know, 
being an X-Men is pretty good. Being an X-Men is pretty cool. And so is being a business owner. Hmm. The American small business is an endangered species, and Dom has two of them. And one of those businesses is a bad deli, and one of those businesses is a gang. Well, I think that's you hit it on, on something very important. If you're listening to this, start an American small business. We need start things, an American small business. Delicatessens, bookstores need to come back. Absolutely. Maybe a little cafe. Maybe you and five of your best friends start knocking over, I don't know, ships. Whatever. Open a nursery and then you can rob banks out of it. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the takeaway here. Well, while you're noodling what jobs you want to start for fronts to commit robberies, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to dive into a part of the show where we throw some games at each other to figure out who's going to come out on top, Dom 1 or Dom 10. Welcome back to Versus, where Caitlin and I are still in the heated throes of debating Dom 1 versus Dom 10. I'm still really excited about these Fast and Furious cards. Yeah, they do go fast. Oh, you, know, you said cards, not cars. <laughs> Well, same thing. You can't deny about the series that the cars do go fast. They do. And the cards went fast. And when I went to go see it, they had a Dom Toretto car. You could get. It was a popcorn holder. They wanted 50 bucks for it. I didn't get it. Did you think about it, though? I played with the, the display model they had. Ryan did get it. Ryan! <laughs> oh, no, you didn't get it. He didn't get it. I thought about it really, really hard. <laughs> When I'm at your house, I'm going to tear it apart looking for that car. Yeah, you just hid it under your bed so we wouldn't clown on you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's uh, you know, we've we've debated here, but sometimes we might need a little more help to figure out which one of these Dominic Toretto's is going to be the better. Kaylin, I've come up with something. Actually, I haven't come up with anything that crazy because what's already happened is so crazy. I want to see a new villain for Dominic Toretto. Dominic won. Give me a new villain that he could fight in this world where Paul Walker meets Dom Toretto for the first time. And maybe, you know what? Give me the villain and what are their motivation? What are they trying to do? Absolutely. So, I mean, this first movie, it's in a really grounded place. It's like they're just sort of regular people in Los Angeles. So, but it's like a little bit soap opera-y. And I was thinking, you know, what's kind of a classic soap opera trope that blends the line between things that women, you know, classically love and things that men classically love, you know, stereotypically. And I figured it out. I think I have the perfect new villain. It is uh, Michelle Rodriguez's evil twin sister. Yes, Letty has a twin sister named Betty. Betty appears. Um, she's like, I am uh, uh, FBI because in these in this world, as in our world, law enforcement um, unfortunately often cannot and should not be trusted. Um, Betty shows up. Vin Diesel's like, oh, ho, 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 great, two ladies. I'm giving him like a bad accent. Um, but uh, he's 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 horned up. He's revved up. Vroom, vroom, second gear. But then she turns on them. Yes, they've already had brushes with law enforcement. But now Letty is working for, um, uh, she's accusing Dom of tax, sorry, Betty is accusing Dom of tax evasion. Uh, she tries to bring him into the government, the G-men. And, uh, you know, there's a huge showdown. And ultimately, they're, you know, riding probably on motorcycles out into the desert. And Dom is holding a gun and he has to decide to shoot Letty or Betty. And uh, it absolutely breaks his heart. But ultimately, what he does is he shoots Letty in the leg and she goes you motherfucker and he goes that's my girl and then he shoots betty in the heart dude that's awesome thank you so much um yeah i thought you know just just enough heightening they should put that in fast 11 
at this point, it's too realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would love to hear your pitch for the coolest new villain for Fast 10. We open on the CDC. We're in the infectious diseases section of the CDC, and then there's a massive explosion. People are on fire. Everybody's running around. And there's this one vault in the middle of the room, and it's labeled like triple, quadruple, X, Z, don't touch, can't look at this. Somebody reaches in, opens it, pulls out a suitcase, and leaves. They pull their hoods off. We reveal it's Anthony Hopkins and (laughs) Francis McDormand. They have robbed the CDC, and they call themselves the Vipers. So now we catch up with John Cena and The Rock, and they are now recruiting Dom and Letty, who's now they're back in L.A. Everything's everything's fine. Everything's good. They got through the dam. Everything's fine. We need your help one more time. This is a mission unlike we've never seen before. This group called the Vipers is going to unleash this nano virus bot that can scramble your brains and turn everybody into zombies working for the government. So now Dom and the crew, they have to get together and they end up at the villain's lair and it's the moon. We're on the moon, Caitlin. Yes. yes. They bust into the main throne room of the Vipers where Anthony Hopkins and Francis McDormand sit on their thrones and they confront each other and Dom looks at him and goes, you look familiar. And they both go, we're your grandparents. We were at the crash where your dad died. But instead of coming over to comfort you, we ran away because we didn't know if you would be safe with us because we're international disease thieves and everybody wants to kill us. But they get into a car battle. They drive off the moon and Anthony Hopkins and Francis McDormand fly into the sun. International disease thieves. They were there at the crash. It's all about family. Oh my gosh, it's about family. Actually, I like that both of ours were about family. Yeah. And about, you know, choosing between family and what's right. I think so. I think so. What do you do? Drive off the moon. Mm -hmm. It's like when Sandra Bullock swam to the International Space Station. Yep, incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, space works different. Hey, if you're <laughs> interested in making fan art uh, of for this show, I would be really delighted to see some fan art of Anthony Hopkins and Francis McDormand driving off the moon into the sun. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Maybe make some X-rated ones where they're making love on the moon. Sure, why not? They deserve love too. Yeah. That's incredible. And I can't believe neither of us went for Megatron. Well, funny you should say that because there's a post-credit scene in this one where Megatron shows up. It's a Transformers crossover. Finally, I think it's about time. Um, Adam, it's my turn to pick a game. Okay. And for you, I have chosen the game Right the Wrongs. I am really interested to hear. You seem to think that nothing about Fast Ten is wrong, and it is just the right amount of bad shit. Um, so I'm really interested to hear what wrong you would write. Ninety seconds on the clock. Go ahead. I think in Fast 10, the one wrong that I do want to see right that I think would have made the film so much better is get around to blowing up the Vatican. They almost did it. They were right there. Blow it up. They got enough money. Let's raise the stakes a little bit. Let's bring the Pope into this. Let's get Dom Toretto and the Pope on the same team where they got to figure out some Dan Brown type cult Illuminati type shit. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go for broke, man. Bring in the Catholic Church and then we bring in, you know, the the Masons. Let's go. Let's like really blow this thing out. And I forgot to mention that there's a rip in time and Harrison Ford's president from Air Force One comes through and now he's in this reality. And to get him back, Dom Toretto and the Pope have to send him back to his time. So Italy's a nice place. Rome is great. Blow it up. Let's get rid of it. 
we got to stop protecting these countries and movies. We got to blow up our national monuments. We got to blow up the things, the seven wonders of the world, get rid of them. We got to blow up more stuff. That's what, that's, that's the wrong that I think needs to be right in this. And also, you know, no, I was going to say make more love to, to ladies, but I don't want to, I don't want to salty, sully his uh, relationship with, with uh, Letty. So yeah, blow up more stuff. Blow up less stuff in the bedroom and more stuff in the Vatican. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and for the record, I don't have anything against the Vatican. I'm just, you know, I want the movie version of it to be blown up. Sure, yeah. I'm fine with blowing up the real Vatican. Sure, it's got a lot of cool stuff in there, but let's go to Caitlin for Dom 1. Let's right the wrongs from Fast and the Furious. Um, Man, you, you, you depicted such an interesting, exciting scene. You know, not enough stuff's getting blown up. Like, just pull the trigger and go for it. Here's my pitch for righting the wrongs post credit scene um you know there already is a post credit scene in uh, fast one where dom is driving his i think chevelle or something through the desert of mexico um and here's my pitch he turns that car around he drives it back to his house he opens the front door he walks into the kitchen mia is there washing dishes she's still washing dishes they left so many goddamn dishes that her entire life this whole goddamn movie has just been cleaning up after these dudes and michelle rodriguez he picks up the scrub brush and he starts washing dishes with his little sister dom has learned to be an ally and that um just because somebody is a woman doesn't mean that they should have to fulfill gendered expectations and he gives me a hug fade to black i like that i think that's really smart and i think that makes it good not just character, but a person. My biggest problem with that, though, Caitlin, is that if he does that, my Dom doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, my that's Dom, true. Marty McFly's his way out of the picture. Yeah, his hand starts vanishing in the decal that he spray painted on the He's side like, of his car. He goes to pick up a Corona, and like his hand disappears, and like it drops and smashes. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. You're right. He could never wash the dish. Wow. Can you believe that whole movie just hinges on a little bit of Dawn? <laughs> yeah. That's the power of, of Dawn dish soap. Yeah. Yeah. That's what these movies are truly about. If you're a small business, <laughs> use Dawn dish soap. Get on Squarespace and make an ad for Dawn dish soap. Yeah. It's a good product. That's what they use to clean those little ducks off with when the oil spills happen. I don't clean my duck with just anything. No. Uh, yeah. When I get oil all over my ducks, I'm using Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm not in like a ship crashing way, but sometimes I just, olive oil I'm cooking and yeah. my ducks come in. Well, speaking of your ducks coming in, let's take these last few minutes here. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Caitlin, make your case for Dom 1 and why our listeners should vote for you. Dominic Toretto is not a perfect man. Uh, he's not a perfect brother. He's not a perfect deli owner. Um, but he is an interesting man. He's complicated. He's made mistakes and he owns up to them. And he tries to do what's right to fix them. And then he continues doing more illegal shit. And you know what? Illegal shit is really cool. Stealing from corporations is awesome. Blowing up violent gang members' hideouts rules um and so does making barbecue and yeah he was out there grilling baby you better believe it um he makes love like a stallion he drives horses like an italian uh and <laughs> i got a little i got a little lost but uh, i think dumb one 
might not be the person you want to be, but he's certainly someone you want to have in your life. If you're a small business, make love to an Italian. Oh, boy. Adam, I can't wait to hear your closing arguments for why Dom at 10 uh, is the greatest Dom of all. Look, I think you made a lot of really good points about being complicated and about doing the right thing and, you know, family and all that stuff. Problem is, I said it before, that shit's boring. So, guys, gals, think about the craziest thing you've ever thought about doing and go out and do it. If you got a car and you're like, hey, I wonder if I could drive 300 miles through a through a target advertisement on Sunset Boulevard, I'm not going to tell you to stop because you might just be preventing nuclear war. You know, Dom Toretto from current day lets us really, he lets us live our action fantasies. We get to be the hero. And as I said earlier, the world bends its knee to our will. What do you want? You can have it when you're Dom Toretto from current day. You're jacked. Your head's huge. You're all muscle. You're fighting with Allen wrenches and pipe wrenches and God knows what else. There's nothing you can't do. Dom 10 is the best version of ourselves. Wow. Beautifully put. I mean, he's insane, and I, I probably should don't do any of that stuff because you're gonna get hurt. Don't drive, d- just don't drive down Sunset in general. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, don't drive in L.A. if you can avoid. Take something it. else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had to get their cars to fly because driving a car in L.A. is such a nightmare. Allie, it all makes sense. Has a friend who lives right by Toretto's cafe, that building, and it's. It's always like they still have the little Fast and Furious things out there and there's always cars parked out in front. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Those movies kind of have changed L.A. for the worse. <laughs> <laughs> like I think more people do street race because of them. That was Fast and Furious is one of the first DVDs I ever bought when I got a DVD player. Oh, wow. Core memory. Yeah, it was like that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Gladiator. That explains a lot. <laughs> that all checks out. Yeah, I don't need that Fellini crap. <laughs> Look, I'm not accusing you of not liking Art House now. I'm just saying little boy Adam watching uh, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas and then Gladiator over and over. Makes sense. It's It was most Saturday nights. Well, if you would like to weigh in on who you think won this week's battle or to give us some suggestions on any pop culture icons you'd like us to represent next, you can email us at officialversuspodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, I'm Adam Peacock. I'm Caitlin Hempstead. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Versus is a Wood Elf original series, executive produced by Rob Herding, David Henning, Ryan Middledorf, Caitlin Hempstead, and Adam Peacock. Produced by Tom Breck. Original music by Darren Johnson. Edited by Neely Oftering. Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am. Jeff, I was asking the listener. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it seemed like a weird question because, you know, we've been doing a Marvel podcast together for nine years now. No, no, I was trying to grab the attention of all the Marvel fans out there for this ad. Oh. I thought it was weird, too. You should definitely warn us. Good note, Ashley. Well, if you like Marvel movies and TV as much as we do, join us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. He did it again. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. 
Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.